0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the I Heart Tucson podcast. Here we'll be diving into all the great places and people of Tucson, from local businesses to Instagram foodie pages. If it's interesting and going on in Tucson, you can learn about it here. Episode one is a chat between me and my real estate mentor, John Barry. He has been in the real estate business here in Tucson for over 45 years. Our second guest is a local business called Cloud Nine Float Tucson. It's run by Kayleen, and me and my girlfriend Jennifer have had tons of great convos with her right before floating. Our third guest of the month is another local business, but this one, a delicious Mexican restaurant called La Esquina. Keep a lookout throughout the month for these guests and many more.
1: Yeah,
0: how is uh, is my audio because I, I put in my headphones just to see if you can hear me better
1: uh it's do i sound little, any different at all it's a little muffled
0: muffled okay Not
1: bad i mean it's okay it's okay okay am i, I all right you with can, you sound wise am i good yeah mm-hmm. you sound good am i facing you yeah okay mm-hmm. so everything everything is good screen. i have two screen you know i have two screens and i Sometimes forgetting I get over here when I'm supposed to be over here. So, uh, okay.
0: no, you good. look good. Yeah, you're looking right at me.
1: I shaved for you. Yeah, I shaved my neck.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, how was your day?
1: Brush, brush my teeth, put on a clean shirt. I did you know, pretty <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs>
1: I don't have any pants, on, so I'll admit that. Oh, yeah, me neither.
0: Me neither. I got this shirt on, but I got I got some shorts on. <laughs> so we're both doing it.
1: Now we're taping.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just gonna take little snippets of it, so it's yeah, fine. It's all good. We we can it's chat good. and then take out the little nuggets. So uh, yeah, so I, I kind of just wanted to start a little bit with you giving your background in real estate. Okay. And uh, the different categories, because I know you're, you've done teaching, you've done agent, you have uh, associate broker, you have your broker's license, yeah, So just it. sort of a quick background on you.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to format that in a question or do you just um, want
0: to start talking about it? Yeah, just maybe start talking about it. Like, uh, So I'll just bring it up like how I just said it now and then just conversation. All right. So uh, yeah, I mean I, I can take out the clip where I asked, and then you can just go ahead and and, and say, you know, your yeah. your background.
1: All right, you're in charge there, Jungen. So <laughs> uh well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is John Barry and I'm the team advisor and team coordinator for the Continental Real Estate team. Patrick Chamberlain and the and the Klan. And I've been in the real estate business for 45 years. I'm happy to say I'm still here after 45 years. I think the market today is the most peculiar I have ever seen. I'm not always quite sure even what to tell our clients what to do in this marketplace. Um, but it ebbs and flows like everything else. Um, I have a broker's license. I was, one of the young, I was the youngest broker in Tucson at one time. Uh, when I was 23 years old. So I've had a broker's license for a long time. The average guy in the street probably wouldn't know what that means, but there's a little little extra education and I would have the right to start a company with my broker's license. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a little more expertise than some. I also taught at one of the larger schools in town for 20 years and uh, know quite a few people. And I find in my negotiating and my doing transactions with people, it helps a lot when you know the other side, especially mm. in this marketplace, uh, it, it doesn't hurt to have friends. So yeah. I do use my network a lot. Uh, I rely on my network a lot. I share my network with all my clients and all of our clients because they're all our clients, if you will. And uh, I've been selling real estate full time in real, in Tucson for basically my adult life. And um, I think the great part about real estate today is it's still the best investment, I think. Uh, I still think it's a better investment than the stock market. Appreciation today is nuts. Uh, Almost out of hand, if you will. Uh, But it's a good time to buy. It's still a great time Mm -hmm. to buy. And I'm happy to use all my skills. Believe me, my experience has been helpful in this market to be able to react to situations that people haven't seen before. And I have been through up and down markets. And this isn't the first one. And this one's different from 08 to me. Um, So you have to know how to adjust on the fly.
0: Mm, Okay, so just a little bit on that. So you've been through 08. You say this one's different. So How is it different, and do you think people should list their homes in today's market, or do you think they should wait it out?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. That's a hard question because there's not a black and white answer there. Um, The first part of that discussion, when I say it's not like 08, a lot of people try to compare this market to 08. 08, we had an upward moving market. It was crazy. Rates were nuts. It was just crazy.
0: Everyone was was able to get
1: houses. Yeah, this is not that market. You have 2.5% interest rate, 3% interest rate in this market. You have no inventory. You have houses selling as fast as humanly possible on the market. We put the house on the market today. It has four offers on it already, and it just went on the market at noon. Oh, wow. And, And they're all over list price. So... It's a challenge today to buy a house and it's different from 06 because you gotta be prepared to lose. I hate to say that because it sounds negative. Mm-hmm. But I think you that's why I start all my conversations now with all my clients. We're gonna make offers and you're not gonna get them. And I don't care yeah. how good you are, and I don't care how experienced you are, and I don't care where you've been, what you've been doing, we're going to lose. You know and in this market
0: too but in this market you think what is what is it about 10 offers before someone gets their
1: accepted offer I think we're writing 10 to 12 offers to get one yes mm. I look at that a little differently I say we're probably working 30 to 35 percent harder this year to do the same amount of business of last year that's the difference I, I think the other big difference for me that's really painful because I'm an emotional guy and I like to I like people to be involved emotionally in this transaction. It's a big transaction, it's a big deal. But I I can't have a person get too excited today.
0: I show a house house in the old days,
1: you'd get excited because you knew you had a shot to buy the house and you probably were gonna get it. In today's world, you don't know if you're gonna get anything or even get the opportunity. So it's really hard on the client because the buyers can't get too excited because they may not even get a counteroffer or a shot at the property. Yeah. That's the challenge in today's market. It's really hard. I I know some real good real estate buddies and they have clients that are firing them because they have not been able to find them a house. Well, they didn't educate their clients. Yeah, that's not the agent's fault. That's a sign of the market, man. There, there's no inventory. I don't care how good you are. There's no inventory. But and, also, and do so, you think
0: they informed their client about, you know, prepared them the same way that you prepare your clients and tell them that they're going to have offers that are not even acknowledged? But I don't think the public understands that.
1: I don't think the public understands that because like, I equate that. Back in the old days to short sales. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember short sales, but short sale, you kind of owed more on your house than what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And we're striving towards that again in this marketplace because yeah. people are paying top dollar.
0: So mm-hmm. we're
1: striving, we're striving at that, which is unfortunate because as market conditions change, the values will change. And that's scary to me uh, yeah. as, as, a, as a consumer. Um, you're paying top dollar, and, man, there's nothing out there to pick from. So there's some real say, challenges out there today, for sure.
0: Would you say as the interest rates go, that's when uh, inventory starts to go?
1: Well, the traditional part of me says as rates go up, prices have to come down. Mm. Although in this market, rates went back up a little bit, and the prices still went up. Yeah, I caught my own house last week. Okay. I caught my own house. It comped at about $210,000. Now, five months ago it comped at 160. Ooh. I mean, it's really, and my neighbor just moved in. I got a new neighbor and they just paid $248,000 in my neighborhood. Mm. I, I don't even know how they do that. There, there's nothing to justify that number or that sale. So people are paying outrageous numbers right now, and it scares the hell out of me because I yeah. have history that says the market is going to go like this. Mm-hmm. And you watch as rates go back up, prices have to come down. It's a, it's just economics. It's mathematics. It's not the market. It's mathematics. Yeah, you can't beat math. You, know, you can't mm-hmm. beat math. You know. And
0: so a way for clients or customers to take that to their use that as their advantage would that be through the new build uh market maybe locking in a price and letting that increase the new build has its
1: challenges too i was in a neighborhood uh you know with your partner with your girlfriend who's one of our buyer reps i was out with her the other day we couldn't sell a new home now the new home guys are limiting their amount of sales per month And if you're near mid-month or the end of a month, you have to wait till the first of next month to probably do a transaction. And you have to Mm. hope you're first in line to get a shot at that one. That's a whole other dynamic. I never thought there'd be a day in my life where I couldn't walk in a subdivision and sell a house. So I would say it doesn't matter resale or new, the market has challenges. What Mm. people need to do first and foremost, in my opinion, hire a good agent.
2: Okay,
1: I don't even care if it's us. I I hope it's us. But I just say to do hire somebody you trust, because you got to have somebody on your side in this market.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and that's the first place and get into a lender, you have to get pre approved no more pre qualifying. We did pre qualifying for years what pre qualify basically means they looked at your credit, and it looks okay. But they don't know much more about you than that. Right. I say now go in and get pre-approved and worry about finding a house after you're approved. So when you make your offer, you're not pre-qualified, you're pre-approved and through underwriting. I'm -hmm. telling all my clients to do that and all of our clients to do that right Uh, off the bat. Those are the first two things I'd do if I were buying a house today. And I tried to buy a house last year. I tried to buy a house myself last year. And I just refused to pay the prices. I, I just refused. I I stayed in my house and I put money into it. And now my house is beautiful. And I'm very it turned happy. out great. So it's hard to answer your question. Should a guy sell a house or not? I think it's always a good time to sell a house, but you got to be emotionally prepared right now that there may not be much to pick from to go out and buy something new.
2: Mm, okay. But there's an so- argument
1: today for selling your house and taking all this money and renting something for six or eight months while you wait and see what the heck happens in the marketplace. Yeah. I think if I was a little younger, I might do that. I would probably (laughs) have rented, I probably would have capped out my maximize my profit and I probably would have rented for six months looking for a deal. Mm. I think. Uh, That's a hard challenge, man. Because now you're moving twice and you have two sets of expenses. A lot of challenges out there, a lot of challenges. You can't do that if you've got a family. It's got to really just be you. You used to be able to direct the deal more. Now you you can't. The deal, you're fortunate to get a shot in a deal today. Patrick and I made an offer last week on a house. Patrick made the offer. I was just helping him with it. There were 17 offers on the table with 13 acceleration clauses. Are you familiar with acceleration clauses? Yes. The public might not be. Let me tell you a little bit about those. So what an acceleration clause says is basically, if you get an accepted offer, we will match that offer, put a little more money on it up to a certain level of price. So now even the guys coming in making good offers Are getting beat out by guys bringing acceleration clauses and pushing and what's happening guys are tying up these houses without even seeing them and then they're canceling during the inspection Mm. so now i'm starting to tell my clients maybe we should look at offers that are a little less than market or at market and not these big ones over market because maybe they won't cancel And we have a chance to finish the deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a weird top. That's a weird thing for me to say to you. That goes against a lot of my real estate, you know, mindset. But the reality is there's a lot of challenges out there, and you better have experience and you better know what you're doing.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Otherwise, you're just gonna be lost out there.
0: Yeah. So so let's sort of to be piggy bank off of that let's say you have let's say you have someone that's interested in listing their home
1: okay uh
0: and they want to do uh for sale by owner uh what are some of the things that they're missing out on by not hiring an agent
1: well first of all let me ask you a question so if i'm a for sale by owner and i want to sell my own house why do you think a for sale by owner sells his own house um to save money on the commission yeah pretty much commission okay so do you think buyers are pretty smart in this marketplace
0: uh if not the buyers the buyer's agents but yeah I, I think the smart buyer is i think be they're educated. smart
1: i think they're smart they're smart also so what do you think a buyer's going to do the first thing he walks into for a sell by owner's house he's going to discount gonna... the price yeah so you hire an agent to protect your money simply put you can snip that down to five seconds or less from John Barry <laughs> you, you, you have to deal with that and and go from there and it's it's hard right now it's yeah. hard how to give advice right now it's hard to tell people what to do right now I told Patrick you know you look at cash deals more these days you look at big down payments more these days there's there's variables that you look at a little differently in this marketplace because of the condition. Okay. You know? And I probably, I've primarily been focusing on the buyers right now, but my goodness, the inventory. The other cool thing the good agents know how to find houses that aren't on the market. Mm. That's, that's the agent today that has an upper hand. And those are challenging too, but. We sold two of those last month that they weren't even on the market. And we were able, because of a personal relationship with a listing agent, we were able to get a listing agent not to put a house on the market. When she told us what she needed, we went back to our client. And my client, Our client said, we'll gladly give them that. And we were able to offer them what they wanted to fulfill a contingent offer and never had to even go in MLS or compete. That's strong agents, buddy, on both sides, both sides. So understand an agent today is a very uh, uh, big commodity for you. Someone called me the other day, they called me the Encyclopedia of Real Estate. And I thought that was one of (laughs) the biggest things that anybody ever called me. But it does go to show you the knowledge that you have to have today. And my personal strength, I'm very good with the contract. I'm very good with the detail of a deal. And I work hard to protect our clients and protect their values. And I think the other mistake agents make today, I think they give, I think they make up their mind too much for their client. I think this is a big mistake of agents. I, I as an agent, shouldn't be making up your mind for you. I, as an agent, in my opinion, should be giving you all of your options and letting you pick the one that you want.
0: Yeah, because that's the key. Giving them their options.
1: Yeah, we we influence that too much. Well, my client would never do that. Well, my cl- you don't know what your client will do until you ask what your client will do. Mm-hmm. So I I that's a big topic to me, and and I think it's our job. To make sure we give them all of their options today yeah and that's challenging because i'm not sure i even know all their options today i'm mm-hmm. being put in situations i've never seen before
0: yeah everything's yeah. moving so fast
1: yeah uh people dumping agents just to get to a deal people cutting out their agent to save a few bucks i i don't know it's real interesting to me right now yeah. and that's another I- sign of the times man People are afraid they ain't gonna have a job next week. I'm not begrudging them because they wanna save some money. They may be unemployed next week in this silly market. So I don't begrudge anybody trying to cut their fee, but my argument is an agent will ultimately make you more money and I believe it. Mm -hmm. Because not only will they, they may not make you more sale price, but they protect your money and they protect your number one asset and resource. Good ones. Good ones. So I forget what our question was, but I think that was a good conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So it was the question was, uh, let me
0: look here. Fisbo versus hiring an agent.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the buyer's going to beat him to death today. Yeah. And so, and a seller doesn't know what his value is. Hell, I'm having a hard time as a good agent understanding value. So how in the world does a consumer that sells one or two or three houses in his lifetime, how do they keep up with the market? You, you gotta, there's a strategy out there today, man. There's plans out there. You have to have a plan.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, okay, let's say someone does decide to uh, list with us or with you. Uh, what are the, some of the things that you do to actually sell the home as far as networking, uh, social media, advertising? Uh, what, how, do, how does the Continental team do things?
1: Okay, now I'm, I'm old school, so we're going to start from my personal point of view. But the reality is I've been a price-right, stay-firm guy for years. And so if you put a good price on your house, you'll get it. In this marketplace, there's a strategy, I believe now, that almost says you should almost, it's going to sound weird. I think you should almost lower your price a little bit in this marketplace. Yeah, attract the buyers. Yes, to attract the buyers. So you put it a little under what you think it's worth, and then you get a slew of offers. And that seems Mm -hmm. to be the norm in this marketplace.
0: Yeah, gives you uh, sort of that double take on on the price for the for the house.
1: Yeah, I'm a simple people... guy. You owe so much, you want to make so much, and it's gonna cost you so much. And and that number has to be reflective of the market. And mm. and the good news in this market, you can probably get your money. The bad news in this market, you're probably gonna to have to spend it on the other end.
0: Okay.
1: So whatever oh. you're making, it, you're spending.
0: Okay, so another, another thing sort of to add on to that, uh, what would you say to clients that want to set the price of their home based off of real estate websites, like Zillow, Redfin, uh, those types of...
1: That's a really good question. I'm not a Zillow fan, period. I'm not. They just joined our MLS. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out with them because they're going to have to follow some rules that they haven't had to follow. I'll give you an example with Zillow, they never take anything off the damn market that sells because they want the phone calls so they can sell us those leads for a profit. Yeah. So the, so the reality is, is that they never take anything off the market. So I get calls all the time. Yeah, I saw this house on Zillow. Can you check it out for me? And it's been sold for four months. (laughs) I can't do do that in my MLS. That's a violation of my rules in MLS. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, uh, adjust to that. But I actually think most of those services are either they overprice you trying to stimulate you or they underprice you trying to steal your house from you. You know, the Mm -hmm. open doors and all those kind of guys. There's a lot of fine print there. I'm not knocking anybody. Everybody's got their gig, you know? Everybody's got their thing they do. But, you know, there used to be in my younger day, there were people, and I did it too, we used to offer to buy their house from them if it didn't sell by a certain amount of time. But people didn't realize that that was probably at 70% of market. Yeah, you want to sell me your house 30% under market? I'll buy it, sure. And I'll flip it for a profit. So you got a lot of things that are pushing at you from a lot of different directions in this market. The first thing I would like to do when I talk to somebody about listing their house, other than net, cause I'm a net guy. I'm a net guy. Patrick will teach you mm-hmm. other ways that we sell property. I'm a net dude. I look at how much you owe, how much you want to make, what it costs you. And can I get that number based on market? And if I can't, I adjust the price, and if I can't adjust the price, I don't take your listing. But I'm old school. And I'm very, very opinionated about that. I only want listings that sell. Now in this market, everything sells though, so that's what's so difficult. Where do you set a price in this market? How do you set a price in this market?
0: Yeah, and that's so, another that's another small little rebuttal for the uh, for sell by owners. It's one thing to list the home. It's another thing to list and sell.
1: Yeah, but we can range price as an example. And where you want to put your price? We can do a range price, let's say from 300 to 315. We could range it. And then mm-hmm. the range pricing allows us to put it in MLS at the reduced, at the low end of the range. So there's ways to do that too. And, and what I like to do primarily is go out in their house and walk around with them. And let's see what needs to be done to make your house the most marketable it can be without spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge. So I like to go out and see people before they do work on their house. I like to go out and just walk around with them and say, you don't need to paint that. Yeah, you need to fix that. No, you don't need to fix that. Yeah, you need to fix that. I, I like giving that kind of advice and information. Because mm. you get you get that guy to walk in the first time, man, it's important that first impression. Yeah. And, and one of my challenges in this market is, I still have to think traditional. Even though the market's not, I I'm thinking now, maybe I should go back to more tradition and dictate the market a little bit. So example, maybe I should take that offer at 310. Instead of 325 with an acceleration clause, because maybe the guy at 310 is more likely to close. Yeah, so there's a lot of strategies that I'm thinking about now and trying to develop based on this marketplace that I didn't do before. Walk in a new home site and not be able to sell a new home for a month. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? That's ridiculous. But they can't get wood, they can't get the wood, they can't get the supplies, they can't keep up with the demand. It's, it's everywhere. I I bought I bought everything online to fix up my house. It was hard to get it. It took longer to ship it. It took longer to get a hold of it. Uh, My furniture is three months out. There's a lot of impact in the market that impacts the whole market that we don't even think about because we're just talking about home selling. But there's people worried about their jobs. There's people worried about the next meal. I'm still scared to go out in public a little bit myself. I like working at home right now. I admit yeah. it. I don't have to go out too much and I'm really happy about it. I'm still a little uncomfortable in crowds and I didn't used to be. And I got my first shot. Yay. I got my first shot. I didn't get sick. Awesome. Who would have thought we'd be having these kind of conversations about real estate. Yeah, and I got to worry about whether you're going to be foreclosed on next week because you can't make your rent because you just lost your job. That what do you do with that? I mean, you know, but it's not doom and gloom. The market's the best I've ever seen it. It's the best yeah. I've ever seen it. It's crazy how good it is. I don't mm-hmm. even know. No how inventory. No inventory. You got pented up demand and you got no inventory. Mm. And now here's the next level of problem you have. Now, you got people paying top dollar. They want all the repairs under the sun that they can possibly get. And you got a seller that says, Well, I had 10 offers on the table yesterday. I don't want to do any of your repairs. I'll just take the next deal in line. That's a whole nother dynamic of the deals that are happening. You got people writing offers right now that never even seen the house. Yeah. Just to try to tie it up at any number. Ridiculous. If you're a FISBO trying, if you're a for sale by owner trying to juggle that, good luck.
2: <laughs> because yeah.
1: I'm struggling 45 years in the business, I'm struggling how to juggle that. Patrick, 10 years in the business, he's struggling how to juggle that. You one in your first year in the business, you're struggling to deal with that. What does a for sale by owner do that has no idea what's coming? Mm-hmm. They need us more than ever. And I don't even need to sell a house. I, I'm good. I quit tomorrow. It doesn't matter to me. I love this business. I've been in it forever. But the reality is, man, people need the help of a professional today more than ever. Yeah. And they will get taken advantage of.
0: Yeah yeah okay so let's uh we've been talking a lot about sellers let's shift yeah. a little bit to the buyers okay uh so let's say for a new by the way
1: every seller is a buyer and every buyer is a seller, seller. yep well so i look at that a little differently maybe than you do in wow. the sense that that's a much broader question to me didn't mean to interrupt go ahead
0: okay uh, so let's see, where was I here?
1: So we're talking about, you wanted to talk more about buyers.
0: Yes. So for a first time home buyer yes. that uh, just wants a little bit of information, what is the typical buying process like, uh, maybe a time timeframe uh, of what they can expect?
1: Well, I think the first thing you got to be realistic to the fact that, you know, in my younger day, you could go out and there were 20 houses to look at. And you could pick one out and probably buy it that day. Those days are gone. Yeah. You can't. I think now if you're buying a house, you gotta figure it's a six month process. And, and that's
0: because of how it is. Is that or more is inventory, that
1: inventory pented up demand? market conditions some people yeah. don't like to get into bidding war and everything's a bidding war now every deal's mm-hmm. a bidding war
0: unless you're getting There's into people a like new build. i don't want
1: to be in bidding wars i don't and i'm in the business and i don't want to be in one mm. you know i just turned down a house the guy just kept countering i made an offer on a property a few months ago and we just couldn't get it was right at the time pandemic was starting and no one About was a year sure ago. what was going on yeah and they bumped the price and I just refused to pay it. And as Mm. it turns out, I should have bought it because it would have been worth more money today. And I would have made money on it. I should have bought it. Uh. (laughs) I got I and I hired an agent. I want you to understand this is fun for your question to answer. I hired an agent to represent me because I never represent myself. Yeah, I I can't disassociate myself from the emotion of a deal. So I hired an agent to help me And my agent looked me in the face and said, "You need to buy this house. It will be worth more money in six months." And I said, "No thanks." And he was right. Uh, And He calls me about once a month and says, "No, should have bought that (laughs) house." Just to rub it in. (laughs) So it's a challenge, man. And I, I think what both buyers and sellers have to have. I'm not trying to make this a buyer and seller thing from my perspective. I'm trying to make it a client thing. Mm -hmm. client thing you need help more today than ever so you better be shopping around for somebody to pick and i said to patrick all the time whether they pick us or somebody else pick somebody who knows what they're doing yeah they'll make you money and they'll help Mm -hmm. you in this marketplace they'll protect you so a buyer has to get counseled on the strategy first yeah. And the days of going out and buying a house today are almost non-existent. And that makes me sad, by the way. I like emotion. I like the energy of a deal. And and the unique and the thing about getting real estate. Excited and, and yeah, I like, like that part, part of it. I, I want you to be excited. I want you to be jacked yeah. up. I, I want you to call all your friends and go, Woohoo, bought a house today. Yeah. And they're not getting to enjoy that. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's, but that's true in life. Look at look at all our friends right now. My buddies couldn't go to their high school graduations. They couldn't go to their proms. There's a lot of things you can't do right now. And people are suffering because of it.
0: Yeah, it's not just the real estate thing. It's, it's just not, it's not everyone. just real
1: estate. And I, I think it's important to understand that impact is on everything we do and every, everywhere. And, and we have to be conscious of that. Uh, it's painful, man. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So definitely. I miss the emotion of the deals. I, I miss the emotion of the universe, but I'm struggling right now. I can't shake a hand. I can't hug anybody. So my emotional yeah. side of my life is challenged and it's impacting my business because it's carried into my business life.
0: Yeah, just, just talking to, to people, them having them the masks on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I said
0: yeah. just just talking to them. Have, sometimes it's even hard to hear.
1: It's just hard. I can't hear. I, that's my problem all the time. So how we're doing things just as a general rule of thumb is different than before.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm, I miss that. I, I miss the energy of the deal. I miss the emotion of the deal. And And so you got to have somebody on your side today. I know I okay. keep saying that, but that, that's. But the it issue needs, to be it, it
0: needs, needs to be stressed. It needs to be
1: stressed. Because I don't care if you're a buyer or seller. Look, uh, uh, you could argue the commissions don't even, you know, it doesn't cost yeah, you anything to use me. Mm. Uh, of course, you could argue the buyer's paying it because he brings the money to the table. I understand that. But the reality is, it's a function of the price what we're all paid. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt you to use me or or help me. Have you be have me be there to help you? I
2: yeah.
1: I give you a silly example. May I? Um, Yeah. We send out lists of homes to people every day. Okay. New homes under 200. We just raised our price to under 250 now for our base price. So we send out all these lists of home to people and then I call them to make sure they got the list, right? Now here's people who have called me, on, requested the information, given us their name, address, email address, and phone number. And yet when I call them, they don't even wanna talk to me. Well, what happens in this marketplace? You really think you're gonna be able to buy a house or sell a house on your own without any help? I'm struggling as a pro. I can't imagine what the public's doing.
2: Yeah. Other
1: than wanting to blow their brains out. I, You know, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the market. I don't like the situation we're in. I don't like 17 offers on a house and I don't know what to do with it. Acceleration clause. I did a deal the other day. We were $80,000 over list with acceleration clause. You with me? Mm -hmm. So that means that we made an offer at list price. I'm sorry, let me take that back. We were 30,000 over list. And I put in a $20,000 acceleration clause. So we're $50,000 over list price. I did not even get a counter so what is the public doing that has no idea what's going on and i'm not picking on the public i'm not saying they're ignorant i'm saying there's stuff coming at us every day that's different than ever before and we're all adjusting to it
0: that's yeah now just just sort of just to sort of uh play on both sides if you're on the listing side of that why don't you take it? Is it because you think it won't appraise uh, or what would better offers on the table? Uh, knowing the other agent that on the other side, what, what could be some reasons that-
1: You know, you when, I that I offers, when I look at offers, when I look at taking offers on our listings, uh, I look I look at price. I look at who's the agent on the other end. I I hope I know them or know of them because I think that- There's nothing better to me than two good agents in a transaction. It'll get done because of two good agents in a transaction. So the reality is there's a premium on experience. I'm honored to be 45 years in the business. I've seen more than most, and I know how to react to situations. But I have to tell you, in this market, I don't know how to react every single time, all the time. Because mm-hmm. I'm learning as I'm going a little bit, you know. Yeah. If you're not adjusting in this market, you know. Well, you've been in it now for a bit, right? You just started with us, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Have you felt a difference in? Let's say you've been with us now, what, four or five months? Have you felt a difference in the marketplace yourself since you started?
0: Uh, no. I maybe not a change at all. I probably uh stall out with. No, not really getting inventory, but buyers still coming in. So what's just, the
1: biggest surprise to you in this marketplace? Being biggest, new to it, what's the new? What's the biggest surprise to you?
0: Um, how fast everything's going.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. That's we
0: we were actually out with Patrick's clients, and we were uh showing. We pulled up on a house, and. They already had an inspector there. They, they accepted an offer.
1: Yeah, and agents are terrible about calling you back and letting you know all that. That's a whole mm-hmm. other dynamic. Don't even get me started on agents. I, yeah. I definitely think there's a quality of agent that differs in town. Think about it from this perspective. I think last week there were only 620 houses for sale in all of Tucson. Think about that. 620. And 400 plus sold the previous week. Yeah. Now, the thing that startles me about that is there's 6,000 agents in Tucson, and yet there's only 600 listings. There's a whole lot of people sitting at home not knowing what to do right now. And I'm happy to tell you we're not one of them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We've adjusted to the market. We're working hard in the market. We're doing great in this market. And if you want to know how to do it in this market, come get us and we'll sit down with you and we'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. Oh, so that's the other difference. I just, I don't know. And I'm not taking on as many clients now. I think the other thing people have started thinking about doing, this is just a John Barry thing. This isn't really a team thing, but I've been thinking a lot about these topics for our team. Yeah. But the, the reality is, um, I'm sorry, I just forgot. my. I did it for the first time. I forgot my thought. I forgot oh. my thought. What were uh, you just so talking about?
0: You were talking about uh, taking on a limited amount
1: of buyers. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. So now we've started talking about maybe taking on fewer clients so we have more time and energy for the clients we have because it's taking more time and energy to do a deal. yeah. And Patrick and I were talking about that this morning, as a matter of fact, just before I got on the call with you. And um, I think we're going to maybe limit a little bit of our client base so that we're focused on the clients that we have. Yeah. That's an interesting topic to me. And again, Mm -hmm. in trying to do this with you, I'm just trying to make it a a conversation, not so much question and answer. So that's why I'm kind of doing what I'm doing right now. So... To me, that's, a, that's another big big topic in, in the market mm. conditions. So the, the client base needs educating today. Hell, yeah. the realtor base needs educating today. I wish yeah. somebody help me. I'd like to know what the hell to do in this market. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are times when I wake up in the morning and I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to tell my client. 17 Hmm. offers on a property last week. What do you tell your client who made an offer? I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many people you know. I don't care how long you've been around. The chance of getting one out of 17 in that deal. I don't know if I finished the story. So we're 50,000 over list with acceleration. I know the agent on the other side and I don't even get a counter offer. Wow. And I call the agent up. And I said, dude, we've been friends a long time. I'm 50 grand over list. And I didn't even get a counter from you. He said, John, we had 17 offers. We had 14 or 15 acceleration clauses. And I got five deals that are more than yours. Good luck. Yeah. You have to understand how to educate your client today so that your client doesn't want to shoot you for not getting in their house. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's another big topic, another, another big topic. So
0: yeah, another can question
1: those, out there for me or
0: go ahead. No, I think I actually got all of them. We've got some buyers, some listers. So then just sort of conversating and whatever info comes out, I can snip it out.
1: Okay, so here's the deal on a, on a buyer. Meet with your agent, set up a strategy, get into the lender, start looking now. Whether you're a week out, a month out, six months out, a year out, I don't care.
0: Okay, so before a client starts speaking, like let's say before they even call their realtor, what should they already have ready? Should they already have that pre-approval before they even contact the realtor?
1: No, because a realtor can help them find a lender that will work with them.
0: Okay, so I they don't need the anything to talk to the realtor. The issue is to get
1: to your realtor buddies and let them give you their networks.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: got 45 years of network. I know a guy in anything you need. Come get me. Take advantage of my network. Take advantage okay. of my years of experience. So
2: that's another Take thing they gain. Take advantage of our
1: team. Take advantage of our energy. You know what I'm saying? It's all there for the taking if you understand how to come get it.
0: Okay. So they don't need any documents. They don't need any approvals to talk to to a realtor.
1: Talking about going into a lender, they're going to want to see your last two years of tax returns. They're going to want to see that you're employed. They're going to to see how long you've been on your job. They want to see how much debt you have. So yes, you can organize your paperwork and get all that together. But the first thing I would do is sit with an agent that I trust and have a strategy, have a plan because you need a plan. Yeah. Strategizing in this market to sell your house, really the issue for selling your house is very simple to me. Do you have someplace to go?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I didn't. I, I was going to sell my house and I was typical. I don't have, have a fancy house, a $200,000 house, but it's the primo price range right now. And my house will sell in one day. I know that. But then I go out looking, and there's nothing to buy. So what do I do? Do I sell my house that I like? And then figure out where to live for the next six months while I find another house? That's the challenge for the for the sellers right now. Where do I go? The challenge for the buyers? How do I find something that I have a shot at?
0: Yeah, just the patience. the yeah, surprisingly, all the, the market's
1: not a difficult discussion of what's going on. It's difficult in trying to win in this marketplace, you know? Yeah, it's, it's there's 10 buyers
0: market. for every listing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I, I think the primary guy today is the guy selling his big house that wants to scale down. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He's
1: in good shape because he probably can someday.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but I don't know. I don't, I don't have a magic ball, a crystal ball. My crystal ball is a bowling ball. It's black. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I know this. Great time to be selling real estate. Yeah. Great time to be in the business. A lot of
0: opportunities. You know?
1: But you got to have trust and faith more than ever before.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I know that everyone says you can trust me. I got 45 years of experience that says I'm still here and you can trust me. Yeah. And um, I'm new with the Continental Real Estate Group since December. I was actually managing United, uh, the branch office. And in my, um, in my uh, getting to know Patrick Chamberlain, I loved his style. I loved his energy. I loved his analyticalness. I loved his just real estate feel. And we've made a partnership and it seems to be working quite well. Yeah. Um, It's interesting to me to watch my emotion and his analytics kind of mix. And we're having a lot of fun trying to figure out a strategy in this market. So again, I propose to you in this dialogue we're having, the first thing I would do is call us up on the phone and have a conversation with us and let's talk new homes. Let's talk resale. Let's talk. If you have to have a house for sale, let me understand your strat, your situation. And by the way, no obligation. Come, come pick my brain, use it all and hire somebody else. I don't care. I only care that you get taken care of. I don't care who takes care of you. And they don't have to
0: be ready, you know, within the month, they can be six months out. They can be,
1: Matter of fact, if you're ready in a month, you can't buy a house anyway. Yeah, right. Because there's nothing out there. So I've taken a new strategy and we've taken it, I think, as a team, six months, man. That's our strategy now. You want to buy a house? It's a six-month process. By the way, we have a six-month plan. I am happy to send a copy out to anybody who wants it. I'll show it to you. We'll sit awesome. with you and talk to you about it too, or I'll just send it to you. You can read it and call me if you have questions. I'll give it to you. Yeah. So that's our six month to buying plan. And if I haven't given that to you, I'll give it. I'll give you a copy.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have it, but.
1: Because we're be cool we gonna try to get people now to join our club. Join the six month to buy club.
0: Hmm, that'll be cool.
1: We're trying something. I don't know if that's quite what it looks like, but that's kind of the drift of it. Yeah. So um I'm I'm excited about that. We're also changing some of our marketing to try to go after listings more than buyers. We have tons of buyers. Yeah. Need inventory. Inventory.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. What else you want to talk about? Is there anything else? Nope. I think that's it. About an about an hour's worth. That's pretty good. Yeah, a lot of information. Did you accomplish what you wanted?
0: Yes. There there were times where you you were just talking, and then I just thought, wow, this is perfect just to clip out and (laughs) title it on top. I like
1: not knowing the questions.
0: Yeah, that works out better. Uh,
1: That that was better than me trying to hedge my bets. I I like not knowing. So let's maintain that for the time being. Okay. Now, what would be the next topic you would like to talk about? Ooh. It could either be what we've talked about today already and more of it. It Yeah. A whole new topic. It could be a non-real estate topic. topic. Is there something? Yeah, it
0: doesn't have to be real estate. That's right. It doesn't
1: have to be real estate. We can talk concept all you want.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to do is just look over this Sort of kind of see what I want to use. Well, I'm gonna use a lot of it. This is maybe like a month's worth of content with just everything you can clip I out. I like
1: just conversing with you and not asking questions and answers. Yeah. I like I like that dialogue. That worked well for me.
0: Yeah, and it comes out just smooth. There doesn't have to be too much editing in the videos. Just yeah. out the little clips.
1: Patrick's only advice was keep them short. Keep them 30 seconds or less.
0: Yeah, that was that was I'm, what I
1: was thinking. I'm, I'm not in charge of that. He is, but I'm sure he'll yeah. take care of it because he's listening to you. Mm-hmm. So whatever you told him to do, that's what he's gonna do. Uh, but I'm happy to enter let's to you know, if you want to take on some topics like like okay, I could do a we could do an hour on how to net out a seller's net sheet or th- there's lots of topics here we could talk about 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. So think mm-hmm. about some of the topics you might want to go to next, and I'll think about some also, and okay. we can have an ongoing series.
0: Yeah, and then we could even try it out in person too, how, see how that works. Yeah. Although, I don't know how the how the camera the angle, like you said, I don't know how how it would be angled. Well, we
1: could get we could get Patrick's video camera with his handle, and we could we could have somebody film us if we wanted to sit across a table from each other. We can okay. have somebody film us and do the same thing. All right. We could use that green screen in the United office in the United, and that other United. office and sit in there, and we could set up a table and chair and, and make it like a presentation.
2: Yeah. Something oh. cool to do. Yeah, and then we be. could do
1: objections and overcoming this and this strategy and that strategy and a lot of things we could do here. Yeah. I'm Definitely. just trying to let you do it i'm i'm, I'm not yeah. trying to influence as much
0: no There's no two, i will i, I have I'm an idea there. of of how i want to just take out this, the 30 seconds i just want to be able to have as much content available to be able to just okay take, so then why choose. don't we
1: start doing some specific how-tos?
0: Okay. You know? yeah, that, that how to's okay no yeah that's how
1: do you price okay well let me show you how to do a comp yeah and Oh yeah, educating of topics would be a, a direction I'd like to see us go. Yeah, but this is your deal, so. I want no, to, no, I like that as well. I do. Know? I like that. Because then we could we could make them like little educate like I teach you guys.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
1: and we could paraphrase it and do mm-hmm. you know educating
0: you educating the buyer. Online.
1: Yeah, so so understand there's a lot broader topics here than just the buying and selling. It's also the process inside that buying and selling that I'd like to Yeah. Learn. If I was doing no. it, that's what I want to do. I like to go into the educational process of that. Mm-hmm. Picture what you, the three of us have been doing at my house. Picture yeah. doing that with the public.
0: Yeah, they, no, that's, that is, that that is what I want to do too. So these, these sessions with you, I want to be informative information. And yeah. then me, me and Jen will probably you know go out to the park and write our scripts to do the Patrick side of things as well. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna be blending both, but I definitely want the information size because like you said, it's just having that there for our clients on the social media will I think will be big.
1: Yeah, like remind me next time we'll do what I call the 92% rule. Okay, let me
0: write this down. Okay,
1: 92%. write that down. I'm gonna show the seller how to price his house. And there's a thing called the 92% rule remind me to teach you that I've been keeping okay. you away from listing stuff that's why I haven't taught that to you yet
0: yeah so I, I, I felt like we were asking too many listing. I actually did have on here um some of those questions but I felt like we were asking too many listing questions so I just didn't ask now, I
1: was one. surprised I didn't think we were even going to talk listings so that yeah was-
0: it just kind of was started off right. and then what it else sort you of got what
1: else you got there
0: I had here, uh, does assessed value have anything to do with the market value?
1: That's a really good question. And no, that's why I want to do little snippets like that. Yeah,
0: that'll be, that's what that would yeah. be better for.
1: Those will be quick, fast. Uh, yeah. No, assessed value is purely a system they use to assess the value for the, for the tax man. Yeah. That's it. It has, no, it has no concept of value theoretically. Here's what I've been taught. I've been taught that assessed value is about 70% of real value.
2: Mm.
1: So it has a place, but it's purely a formula for tax base for, for the government to collect their taxes, to pay themselves. Okay. So assessed value doesn't mean much to me. Okay. It's about 70% of real value though. I've been taught.
0: Okay. And then another question that I had, which is what well, we can use the 22% is, yeah. uh, no, we don't have to do it now, but just in the future, with all how right. do you figure how do you figure out the value of my house? Like yeah, sort of yeah, a client yeah. asking you that's and then you can go next. into that.
1: Okay, gonna, we'll do that next. Okay. So all right, so we'll keep them to our segments like this. That works good. And then we'll go to more defined topics of how to. Yeah. That's okay with you.
0: Yeah, that, I like that. that
1: would be great. Because those little questions yeah. like that are great. And they'd be perfect little snippets
0: for
1: you. Yeah. Okay. And Unless I think important, but it's not, it's not relevant to me. I don't use it at all.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure that those are the types of questions that the buyers will have.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, uh, so good. All right. I'd like to try to do this once a week. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that. Definitely. Right. That's cool. Okay. And maybe a drunk hussy will get off her ass and do help us. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah, she's been it's working a good hard. Thing so. she told,
1: I'll tell you one thing I learned today. It's a good thing she told Patrick the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We yeah. all got drunk in our lives. We all fucked up. We all were young once, okay? But telling the truth is what's most important. Yeah. Okay? Mistakes she made. She got to learn how to say no to us sometimes.
0: Yeah. I, awesome. I tell her that a lot. I tell yeah, her to, it would
1: have been okay to say, hey, I got this thing going on, and I better not commit to tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I would have done if I would have been. And Patrick just did it. He went to a party and got smashed. He was hammered. He went to a <laughs> wedding. He did the same damn thing two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Look, oh, that's right. The day uh, before the inspection, I the remember. Next time, tell her not to put the pressure on herself, because all it did was make her look not as strong as she should. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not picking on her right now. I'm just saying. If if she would have said to him, "Hey, I, I'm just not available tomorrow. Is that all right?" That he would have been okay. Yeah. He was trying to help you guys out, so nobody's mad. But I'm glad she told the truth. Yeah. The truth is good. Okay. Yes,
0: always, always. the
1: truth, the non-truth has some ramifications to it. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. What'd you learn today? What's one thing you learned in all this conversation we just had? Uh,
0: I would say accelerations don't always work. Don't, don't, don't make your offer dependable on the accelerations.
1: I think that's an interesting dynamic that's changing. So here's a perfect example. Patrick's got a, two offers on his house today. One's at 312 cash with an acceleration clause up to 326. The other offer is 325 period, no acceleration. Which would you take? If you knew nothing about them, do you have a feel of which one you'd take?
0: The the one with the acceleration?
1: See, and I would take the other one. Really? Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. And that's a change recently to me to look differently. Here's another one. Write, write this one down. Talk about a prequal Because here's another dynamic change in this marketplace. Remind me, we'll do another snippet on that. Uh, what did I just say? I'm sorry. Tell me again.
0: Uh, just to write down prequal and then next we can, we can do a little snippet
1: for that. What was the topic? Uh, Prequels. Okay. Prequal. So here's a, here's a little snip. Okay. So in my day, in my normal day, my prequals are a few thousand dollars over list the, whatever we're offering price wise. I don't want to know what I can afford. If I can afford 400 and I'm only making an offer for 300, what are you going to do to me? You're going to counter. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I, um, I now, Patrick has convinced me now to make the prequels for the max that you can afford. So that when I make an offer and there's 17 offers on the table, at least you'll know my guy can step up if you want to step up. Now that's an absolute philosophical change to me. Three, 180, not three seconds, come come around, 180, okay? Totally different from what I do and believe. But this market has dictated I change my way that I do things. So, my point in all these conversations you are having, how in the hell does the public understand what to do if we're struggling with what to do? That's where I'm at. So, these will be great. Yeah, I mean,
0: they're going to be they'll awesome. They'll
1: be fun. They're a good way to teach you.
0: Yeah. It'll help yeah. you with your
1: rap. It'll help you with overcoming objections. There's a lot of pluses going on
0: here. Yeah, we just rewatch watch oh. them do all of that good stuff. All
1: right. Yeah. Go take care of your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I will. She's Thanks. Even, Wait. she's
1: so damn embarrassed? She don't even want to say hello to me.
0: No, she's she's uh, I'm in the office. So oh, okay. we we're making our own office with an old That's bedroom.
1: Nice. So
0: it's it's uh just here. It's just a table for now. Hey,
1: but it's a start.
0: In, yeah, she's in. She's in the other room.
1: Right on. <laughs> I know she's feeling guilty. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Thank you for your time and energy. Thank you. Thank effort. you. This is awesome. I look forward to seeing the posts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll send I'll send you the little snippets that I want to post, and then so you can yeah. take a look at them.
1: I don't do much social media. This will be fun for me to get out there a little bit. I know a lot of people. Maybe somebody will see me on there and want to do some business.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm not
1: going to do it anymore. I'm going to give it to you guys. I think. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't. I don't know. I'm really enjoying my life right now. Wait till yeah. you see my house. Oh my God, my house is almost done inside yeah it's fantastic oh my god
0: uh, did the closet get finished yet
1: uh i'm down to the last two doors uh to be painted inside oh. but then i bought up i bought some other exercise i bought a chin-up bar oh uh, that will hold the bag uh i'm gonna have quite an exercise room when it's all done <laughs>
0: yeah the chin up what i like about the chin up bar is it's actually really good for stretching out your shoulders and you just yeah, sort this, of go this, up and this hang this
1: way this way you take it off the wall you hang it down you do push-ups on it
0: yeah uh, well i just like i like stuff. using them just just to hang because like the decompression
1: and it will help also it holds the bag ah. and, and it pulls it out from the wall a little bit more which i'm very happy about too so yeah, I just got that in the box just before I called you. So, ah,
0: awesome, yeah, awesome. so things
1: are good, man. They're, they're life's good.
0: Yeah, and, and what are you going to do later today? You got your son going over? I'm sorry? Uh, What are you going to We have anything going on later today?
1: Uh, No, I'm going to get a little buzz and enjoy my life.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. You're going to watch worked something? Hard.
1: I didn't feel like I worked very hard this week, but I worked harder than I thought. I did. Yeah. I did a lot of shit work, you know, that you don't, it's like cleaning your garage. You know what I mean? You, you're the only one that appreciates what you did. Yeah. And I had that kind of week.
0: Definitely. And I did
1: clean my garage, by the way, too. My garage is clean. but, but uh, It was pretty
0: clean last time when we helped you yeah, out. Yeah, but
1: it's really better now. I, I had, we got junk guys came again and took even more really Once i've decided to let go of stuff i'm i'm done i got rid of all my eclectic furniture i got rid of everything i'm mm. um, i like this new fresh look of my house and feel yeah that's good yeah it's good although mm. i just spent 500 bucks to take some of my kids jerseys and frame them and cost me 500 bucks
0: oh wow where are you gonna hang it i oh, wait. i
1: think up high in these vaulted ceilings i got three or four Ooh. big jerseys i got high school jerseys i got steve kerr jerseys i got u of a jerseys i got all kinds of stuff you haven't seen that it's all been in the back yeah so i hired up into my interior designer i hired to help me hang the pictures so i don't have to do it i don't want to do awesome. it awesome yeah I pay for it let's pay someone for
0: money. the hassle yeah yeah. So
1: nothing going on. What are you guys doing? Laying low?
0: Yeah, just laying low. I mean, not, I'm not doing anything today. Maybe just figure out how much? to edit.
1: Do you guys drink much?
0: No, that's that's why when she does drink, it's it's sort of an all day thing for her the next day just because she doesn't drink.
1: <laughs> Pussy. So
0: yeah. The, I could
1: drink. I'm sorry to tell you, I could drink. Yeah, I, I used my to. Liquor.
0: But no, not for me, not anymore. Not I just lost the interest in drinking.
1: I don't I quit when my kid was born. I hadn't had a drink in twenty nine years, but I could drink. Nah. I, I was a fun drunk. Yeah. I didn't like to hang That's the best part of the weed. Weed, you're never fucking hung over. You're exactly that's the best part of weed.
2: Yeah.
1: I used to hate being hung over and feel like shit all day. That's yeah. why I quit drinking. I, I missed a day with my kid. It's
0: rough on your body. And I said,
1: I'll never do that again. I'll never put my drink in front of my child again. Yeah. And uh, that was when I only had him on weekends, on every other weekend. And so when you miss a day with him on every other weekend, that was a big deal. So I don't like hungover.
0: Yeah, me it's neither. Fun. she never
1: yeah, I can't get away. out of bed. Yeah. She yeah. Have a fun.
0: No, and not she at all. She's like
1: a lightweight anyway. She's like a <laughs> <lightweight>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she is. I mean that sweetly,
1: but you no, know, no, no. It's not bad to be a lightweight. Yeah, yeah, you I bet you, she could, is.
0: you know you cheap spend ten bucks and have a great time. It's not bad being a lightweight. And
1: I was a big guy. I could handle it because I was a big guy. I was a lot mm. heavier in those days too, so I was a big. That's guy. Right. I could handle it. What alcohol. did you like whiskey? Yeah, I like Jack Daniels.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I yeah, I like the Jack, Jack Honey.
1: I drank Cuba Libras for a long time. a little Bacardi and Coke.
0: Uh,
1: uh, let's see. Jack Daniel's primarily, a little bit of beer here and there. Did you ever
0: there's something we used to drink. It was called we would mix uh Hennessy with hypnotic. One oh, for no, one.
1: I don't know. I've never, never had that. that.
0: But uh, I remember
1: like being poor in college and buying a bottle of Mickey's Big Mouth. Remember you you ever <laughs> Mickey's Big Mouth? Yeah. Right? And if you drink it with a cocktail straw, you get fucked up with one jar, one bottle of beer because we were all broke as kids. We didn't have any money. We were poor as shit. Yeah. I had to find creative ways to get loaded. (laughs) Mm. And I didn't do drugs in those days. I didn't do drugs. So, you know, but I don't miss the drinking at all and the weed's no no worse. I actually think the weed's helping my body relax and rest. Mm -hmm. It's
0: not rough on your body like liquor is. Liquor is so rough
1: as good as i felt in months yeah I, part of that's you guys you know all this young energy around all the, you energy. the whole team the I whole like team. It. i like you two of you guys and patrick i patrick and i have a stimulating conversation almost every day about something.
0: yeah
1: so i like all that stimulation too i didn't think i didn't plan on that and i didn't plan on my house turning me on so much yeah I love my little house right now it's perfect it's Everything I did in it worked, and the paint and the colors and the I'm just so happy right now I can't even tell you so it's
0: awesome. good. this
1: was good. I enjoyed this. this was fun
0: yeah, me too
1: and it'll, and it'll work. I know it'll work because' yeah. been doing it for two years, so I know it's going to work
0: yeah now I'm, I'm going to
1: how to's that'll be in, yeah. in the future. Let's do some how to's
0: definitely Quick,
1: short question how to's
0: Yeah, I like and that.
1: I, I see right. those a
0: lot online too. Sounds good. Okay. All right.
1: Give my awesome. regards to your honey bunny.
0: I will. Thanks a lot. If
1: you don't anything, I'll see you next week.
0: Okay. We will. Thank you, you. Have a, a good one. Probably
1: next week because we didn't get together this week.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just if let, let, let us know when.
1: Yeah. Well, if I have a team we, meeting too because we didn't have one of those this week, last week. Oh, right? that's
0: right. That's right. We have, so you we'll said be once a touch. week?
1: Yeah. I'd like okay. to, to do once a week, meet, just to have a little conversation.
0: Okay. And sounds we'll good. We'll be, um, be in touch then.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. All right, how All right. Are you coming on. Are you ready to present to Patrick?
0: Um, I I think I'm about ready. Cause we're are we gonna present separately, me and Jennifer?
1: I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to do I, it together? I, you want to do it separately?
0: Um, I think separately, just so we could both gain the confidence on our own.
1: I think separately on your own to start is good but I want you to develop a strategy together because you're going to be working together and you have different yes. strengths that she has and she has different strengths than you have. Yeah. So I think you should plan right now on doing it separately.
0: Okay. Yeah, we are. So I made a, a book sort of like how you did. Right. So I've got, I've got mine and then she has hers. All
1: right. So uh, uh, yeah. But, but Patrick may have some feelings on that too, but I think you should be able to be independent on your own, even if you are I working agree. together. I think yeah. the stronger you are individually, the stronger you'll be together. Yes. So I think that's okay. All right. Okay. So we'll do that next week then too.
0: Oh, definitely. I'm ready by next week. Definitely.
1: All right. And if you're not, it doesn't matter because that'll be another way to teach you what you need to go work on.
0: Yeah. And even if, if I do it and it turns out I wasn't ready, then I'll just fix it. But I, I'd that's like what to I'm just saying. present it. Doesn't it.
1: Ma- it doesn't matter. It's not yeah. critical how brilliant it is. It's critical just to start doing it and practicing it and getting on top of it. So yeah. even if it's crappy, you'll know what to fix. Exactly. But don't worry about that. Nobody's question. Nobody's judging you. We're we're trying to help you, you know, get organized and get situated. Yeah. So
0: yeah and this I has helped a lot. You know this this helps faith. a lot.
1: I I have faith. Visual aids never kill anybody. So yeah. So All right, brother. Sounds
0: good. I'm going to get something to eat. Awesome. Awesome. I'll,
1: see you later, I'll talk to you. If I don't talk to you tomorrow, I'll talk to you next week.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank All you. All
1: right, buddy. See ya.
0: Bye. right.
1: I'm stopping the tape.